have a question for you. Do you have a celebrity crush? Do you have Ooh. like, yeah, do you have a celebrity crush? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. He's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Mine is Zachary Levi, but from not, like, he's getting a little too swole for me. I know that sounds really stupid. <laughs> oh, I'm a little more like Chuck. Mm -hmm. That's that's my mm -hmm. Zachary Levi generation. Yes. So um, my husband's is Mandy Moore. Mandy oh. Moore is his celebrity crush and has been for, I don't know, it's fine. And it's kind of cute because we watch Tangled and then our celebrity crushes are together. Isn't that precious? I know. That is. You're listening to the Voice Messages Podcast. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Lindsay. We have a passion for music and the voice, and we love sharing the insights we've gained to help others elevate their voices and their lives. In this podcast, we will listen to what's really going on in the voices all around us to see what messages there are for us in our own voices. Presented by a Love Voice Studio. Mandy Moore, I remember this the song that I hear her singing or that I think I got, became familiar with who she was is only hope from a walk to remember. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Look at you. Like taking oh, it back. I love that movie. It's just like the iconic movie for like her and, and I don't know, even just like the time, like when you're talking like sad kind of where you're just like, I want to watch a movie and I want to like feel feels oh my feels yeah that's that is a good movie to do it so <laughs> I remember when I was student teaching I was working with some soloists and one girl was singing only hope and we're getting to the at the top of my lungs part mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she is just getting ready and just powerhousing through that and I remember the vocal problems that she was encountering were bridge stuff and pulling too much weight and you know breathing she was a good singer but she was just fighting against being able to get that power moment. Only Hope was not a song that I listened to a lot, but but that's how I remember it, is that moment being a power moment. Yeah. What I learned later on was that that moment of power was a little bit fabricated in my mind. So we need to watch that and we need okay. to listen to it. We need to actually listen to it. Okay. I want your symphony singing in all that I am. What did you hear? I heard her get up to that note. Yeah, nice and clean. I heard a lot of breath coming through on that note. Which yes. Maybe diminished a little bit of the oomph that I expected. Yes. <laughs> and it's the opposite of yeah. what I remember. Yes. Because I remember it being the big money note. Yes. It really was a big, pretty note. <laughs> yes, it was a high note. Yeah. And it had that, it had the preparation. Did you hear the cry on singing and all that I had? Uh, that cry on at. It's high, it's in tune, it's nice and clear. The, the emotion is big because maybe he's looking and just like, you know, doing that falling in love. Yes. Thing, but it's yes. not... 
it's not big. And so when I'm working with the student, like, yeah, that's what you want to do. It's not at all what Mandy Moore does, which is fine, but it's just so interesting. And the part where you hear it have the, the, uh, the texture, I think that's the right word. The part that you have the texture of the voice that you actually think you hear is not until she comes back down. At the top of there when she comes under her first bridge yeah where it's a lot easier to engage that ta mm-hmm. i just think that's so interesting how we how we remember the emotion instead of listen to what is actually happening and then it makes it begs the question where have i done that before where else have i done that yes maybe this is just because we just talked about this on a recent episode, but Jody Benson, um, part yes. of your role, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It was the same kind of thing where you're like in, in the animated movie, it was this big note and it transformed into that big note when it went to Broadway and then into the live action movie. And it was like never a question that it was a big note. Yeah. But then when you go back and you listen to the animated version, she does the same thing as Mandy Moore. She kind of just lets it get lighter and lets it kind of just be high and clear, but she doesn't give it that power that you yeah. would expect it to be on that big money note. And the emotion is still there. And that's why you still remember it with the same yeah. power, but, but the, the voice isn't there like you expect it to be. Even thinking about just popular music today has mm-hmm. a lot of, as soon as you cross that bridge, as soon as you cross into that upper part, a lot of blowing apart. Yes. That's stylistically what is appropriate. I don't know if that's the right word, but to be, yeah, stylistically on trend. And I wonder if even there's value in recognizing that just to even learn the technique to, I mean, because it requires a technique to blow that apart. I don't know why I'm thinking about whistle tones, but that came to my mind. Like I just, as you're thinking, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about how um ariana grande is she likes to she does a lot of the musical impressions you know and how she has i would say maybe vocal coordination where she's really able to feel or really able to do different things with her voice in order to like sound and mimic the other you know artists yeah 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 the weird things like she can sound like Celine Dion by mimicking the shape of her mouth and she can do the whistle tones like Mariah Carey, you know, but I just think it's mostly just because she knows how to have that difference between a really breathy sound and maybe like a really pressed sound and she can do it at all different pitches, you know, when you know the difference between the two, you can have a little bit better control over that. And you can yeah. do more, more things, you know, you can have a little bit more flexibility and more freedom to, to make different choices. Um, yes, definitely. I, I, I especially, yeah. I like that, that the awareness is really what stood out to me when you said that, like when we're singing, we need to be absolutely aware of what we're doing. And so often I think that we are unaware that we either are trying to imitate another singer Yes. or follow another singer 
mm-hmm. whether it be just singing while I was a solo or even singing in a group. Mm-hmm. I had a lesson today where she wanted to be able to sing her harmony part on her own and that the girl that she usually followed graduated this last year. And so she's concerned about being able to hold her own part. <laughs> yes. And, and in working with her and trying to develop her ear at that point, it's yeah. not about your voice. It's about your ear and recognizing your ear is an important component of singing. Yes. And that if you don't have an ear, if you don't have an awareness for the things that you are or aren't doing, or at yes. least not sharp enough awareness, which yes. applies to so many things. In fact, um, I think of students who add inflections, different kinds of inflections and have no idea they're doing it. Yes. Like a student who tends to sing in a pop genre and then you move them to something that maybe musical theater or classical or whatever. And they're doing all sorts of little things that don't fit in that genre because that's what they do. And then you, you draw it to their attention and they're like, Oh, I didn't even know I was doing that. And you're like, okay, well, we'll just do it again. And then they do it again and they can't hear it. Or if they do hear it when they finally do like, Oh yeah, I am doing that. Okay. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can, it takes work to get them to stop that awareness. I think is super key in performing for vocal technique that you just know what you're doing and you're doing it on purpose. Yes. It makes me wonder if Mandy Moore's age has anything to do with it with where she's just so, so young. I think she's probably like 16 or 17 in only hope. But I do think that there's a little bit of that unawareness when she goes to sing up there that that's just, it's not that it's bad, It's just that she sings up to that note and you can tell that there's just, she's just letting her voice do what it does, but that she's not, she's not intentional about making that note be what it can be. It's something to really wonder. I mean, with her character and her health and you know, what the movie portrays her as, I mean, maybe that was a deliberate choice. It was, that's true. Yeah. And, but, but experience definitely plays into that as well. Yeah. Experience definitely plays into that. What is the voice message that you get from Mandy Moore, Only Hope? For me, it's being aware of, of the choices that you're making What when you're singing. Like it's listening to yourself um, as much as it is, you know, listening to the piano or whatever. It's, it's making sure that you're being intentional with the choices that you're making here. Yeah, I agree. I like that a lot being intentional with the choices you're making, recognizing the emotional impact that different choices have, play around with different choices and see which one you like best. Then it expands your ability, expands the kind of performer that you are. Yeah, yep, I love that. And that's our voice message for the week. Go forth, create and elevate, and use your voices wisely. Bye. Bye. Bye!